0: C. Kelly show. Let's have some fun tonight. We have Fox nations, Laura Logan coming on an hour and a half from now to break everything down. I got a little snippet of Joe Biden's speech. We have my favorite thing in the world. What is it? Everyone knows me doing, and I told you so, of course. And well, the future. But let's set all the bad aside for a moment and talk just a little bit of history. Don't worry. This ties directly to Afghanistan and the speech Joe Biden just gave. In case you missed the speech he just gave, you really didn't miss much of anything. He left most of the talking to other people. People did throw in this lovely little snippet about refugees.
1: We're conducting thorough security screening in the intermediate stops they're making for anyone who is not a U.S. citizen or a lawful permanent resident of the United States. Anyone arriving in the United States will have undergone a background check. And, and we must all work together to resettle thousands of Afghans who ultimately qualify for refugee status. The United States will do our part, and we are already working closely with refugee
0: organizations to rebuild a system that was purposely destroyed by my predecessor we're all going to do this together hmm that's weird i feel like i have heard that phrase somewhere before in the recent past and it didn't work out very well for everybody in fact it didn't feel like we were all in this together at all we'll get to that we'll get, we're going to get to afghanistan we're going to get to all the fun your emails i have been shamed by the wife, out of keeping you on suspension from phone calls. So we have officially, as I just said the words, we have unlocked the phone lines, and I will take calls even tonight. 877-377-4373. But don't think because I've been shamed into unlocking the calls, the rules have changed. No small talk. Get to your point. Get to it quickly. All right, set all that aside. The Soviet Union, the Communist Soviet Union, when they went from being Russia led by a czar to the Communist Soviet Union. Obviously, probably not not something that brings up great thoughts and memories in your head. After all, it is a disgusting, despicable, murderous regime run by various communists who murdered 50, 70. Pick your number in the millions of people, not just in the Soviet Union around the world. Okay, let's let's set all that stuff aside. We're going to set emotion aside for a moment. We're just going to talk very, very briefly about a little bit of history. As you know, Soviet Union was around a while. Russian Revolution was about 1917. They had a civil war a couple of years later. We don't need to nerd out on the details, and let's just say pff, fifty years. Is that fair? Fifty years before the official collapse? Seventy years? Whatever you want to call it. Look, the, the people, people ha- actually have arguments about the collapse of the Soviet Union. It was late 80s. That's when the Soviet Union really went down. Why did the Soviet Union go down, though? What, what, were the, what, what were the final little nudges off the cliff? Because a bunch of things contributed to the fall of the Soviet Union. A bunch of things did. But really, there were a couple major things at the end that contributed to the Soviet Union's collapse. What were the two major things? Again, it officially dissolved in 91, but what were the two major things that happened right before that? Chernobyl and Afghanistan. Why? What happened there? They said that Gorbachev has openly said multiple times Chernobyl and Afghanistan, they were what contributed the most to bringing us down. Why? I mean, who cares? The Soviets got involved in Afghanistan. Didn't work. I mean, it really didn't work for anybody to get involved in Afghanistan except for Genghis Khan. That's just because he murdered everybody, and they left. What's the big deal? I don't get it. And then Chernobyl. Okay, you had a nuclear disaster. I I don't get it. Why did this end the Soviet Union? Well, the world hasn't changed. The world will never, ever, ever change because human beings don't, don't change. Human nature doesn't change. The world is full, full. To the brim at all times of people who will do and say whatever they can to gain power, period. There are always wolves around you. There are wolves in your, t- in your city. There are wolves in your state, wolves in your country, wolves in the world. It's all a matter of scale. They are always prowling, looking for the weak to prey upon. These types of people have always been with us and will always be with us. What does this have to do with anything? Well, the way to keep the wolves at bay, strength. There's nothing else that keeps wolves at bay. There's never a gigantic meeting with the Buffalo where they say, all right, there has been enough of this this violence from you wolves. Let's sit down and we'll work something out. Okay, I understand you want to eat a few of us. Uh, Look, let's come to a reasonable agreement. What if we find you some elk? We'll offer you a couple elk to eat, and we buffalo. Then obviously you're laughing. It's ridiculous, right? It is ridiculous. The wolves respect one thing, strength. And as soon as the appearance of strength is gone, the wolves attack. Anybody knows all predators are like this. You've seen a million safari videos, I'm sure. Lions are the same way. They're going after the, the Cape Buffalo herd. Yes, occasionally they're stuck going after the big one, but what's the one they really want? They want the old one who sprained, a, sprained an ankle a little ways back and he's straggling behind the herd. They want the new baby Buffalo where the mom kind of lost him in the shuffle and there he is looking weak, empathetic. All they know, all they respect is strength. When you're a gigantic global superpower, like the United States of America, like the Soviet Union was, you can afford a lot of things. You can take a lot of body blows economically, so on and so forth. When you walk into a place like Afghanistan and you walk out with your tail between your legs, the world begins to look around and at least start to wonder, wait a minute, what if... What if the big bully isn't that tough? I'll tell you what. I don't think he's that tough. I think maybe, maybe we should try to fight him. As soon as, that, as soon as that thought begins to sprinkle in the minds of the other wolves, you're already dead. And Chernobyl really, really finished them off because, again, because it was a communist system, the system's entirely based on violence, corruption, and lies. You must always lie at all times. The propaganda is endless because communism is such a failure. It is always known, to their credit, they've always known, okay, it's a horrific failure. It's going to be really bad. We have to lie at all times. Well, then Chernobyl happens, and you're churning radiation out there. And now you're naked before the whole world. Now you're laid naked before the whole world. This country is so inept, they can't even manage to contain nuclear power, which is actually absurdly safe. It's absurdly safe. People think it's dangerous because the stupid Soviets screwed the thing up. That is what brought down the Soviet Union. Now, this may be a little bit heavy, but it is true. And I think it's important everybody hears this tonight. What you're witnessing right now, what you are witnessing right now, is something your parents never witnessed. It's something your grandparents never imagined. It's something their parents never even thought was humanly possible. And that's all understandable because until it happens, you don't think it's possible. I'll be frank with you. Five, ten years ago, I didn't think this was possible, at least not this quickly. What am I talking about? What, what, what's, what's not possible? What are we about to witness? I'll tell you in just a second. But first and foremost, your personal safety means everything. Because what does any of this matter unless you're personally safe? Here's a true story. Husband and wife driving home from dinner as you have a million times, stop at a red light, angry mob surrounds the car, which is apparently something that's going to be the norm in this country. I just saw they turned a bunch of more violent criminals loose. Husband starts to get dragged from the car because they got his door open. Wife's freaking out. Husband is freaking out. But he managed, by the grace of God, to get his hands on the Hero 2020 non-lethal weapon. I own one of these things. He ends up shooting the guy twice in the chest with it, unleashes this brutally powerful chemical, this pepper irritant. Guy is so torn up, backs off, wife and husband home alive. Go to Hero2020.com and use the coupon code KELLY now for a special discount. State law restrictions may apply. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and it's going to be a good night. It's going to be a good night. No, no, I don't have good news for you at the exact moment. It's still going to be a good night. Maybe not for new guy Michael. You see, right before the show began, I, because I prioritize important things in life, ordered us pizza and chicken wings and chips and queso. And yes, here in Texas, there are restaurants where you can get all three. I ordered this big gob of good food. We sit down. We eat. I leave to do some important show prep, meaning I took a quick nap. I come back. New guy Michael's eating a freaking bag of carrots and olives in the studio. So we got problems. We got problems. Look, we all have problems in life. But what was I saying? What are we seeing? What are you about to witness? Something your parents didn't see. Something your grandparents didn't see. Something their parents couldn't have even imagined. You are right in the middle of it, the beginning of the beginning. You are about to see the United States of America begin its fall down the rankings of the world. No, I don't want you to get down and out. Hold on. Keep your chin up for a second. Keep your chin up. One, what's that old saying? May you live in interesting times? Don't you want to live in interesting times? Well, you're about to. The next 10, 20, 30 years are going to look nothing like the last 10, 20, 30 years here. That All right, that, 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 You can say that's bad. It's at least cool. I mean, you're going to see some cool stuff and, and terrible stuff. That's the way it goes. That's one. Two. Don't get down. This happens to everybody. You at least had a moment on top. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Have you ever looked at a band and thought to yourself, it'd be cool to play in a band. It'd be cool to be in a rock band, wouldn't it? It'd be cool to be in a band. Every person on the planet has had that thought. You've been to a concert, seen one on TV, and even if it's a brief thought, you thought, oh, man, that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. Well, you realize there are all kinds of one-hit wonders out there. Bands who had one song, and everything else was total crap, but they had one song that was just awesome, and it was number one, and for a brief, brief, brief moment in time, they got to experience everything that came with being a rock star. Wouldn't you rather be them than the garage band who plays a couple bars on Friday every other month? What I'm trying to say is, yeah, I'm going to go over all the whys we're about to tumble down the rankings here in just a minute, but... Keep your chin up. You do know what it was like to be on top. Most countries, 99.9% of people who ever lived will never know that. They will never know that. It's not the norm to be number one. Rarely do you get to be number one in the world. You have been number one in the world and number one for 100 years. If you argue as I do, it was post-World War I where we took over top dog spot. That's generally what people think. World War I or somewhere between World War I and World War II. Okay, you had a century. That's pretty cool. If you consider a generation to be 20 years, that's five generations of Americans grew up as number one, baby. First to the moon. Best military in the world. Look at our economy. Yeah, I'm about to hit us hit with some hard truths here, but that's pretty cool. That's really cool. Very cool. But now, let's deal with the task at hand. We are officially laid naked before the world. This Afghanistan stuff has brought it out. No, this is not really specifically about Afghanistan. All Afghanistan did was reveal what we are. I said the same thing about coronavirus. Those two things... They didn't cause some horrible uh, demise. They didn't cause divisions in our society. They didn't cause these things. They revealed these things. Coronavirus revealed we are soft. All we needed was go home, you might die. And we went scurrying home like sheep and handed the power over to the monsters. Afghanistan doesn't prove something. Uh, not not in and of itself. Afghanistan does it. Oh, man, Afghanistan beat us. Oh, no, they didn't. We were beaten long before then. Just nobody knew about it. Nobody knew about it. I've been warning you for how many years about the rot taking place inside your cultural institutions. And what else, what else have I been saying for how many years? That you'll never, you'll never see it until you see it in front of the world. You don't know. You can't possibly see. You're not in the meeting rooms. You're not in the training camps. You're not in all these things. You can't possibly know until you and the world find out together. And now the world has found out we are soft. And this is the beginning of the beginning. We are the superpower who lacks will. We are the superpower who lacked the desire to do what was necessary to maintain standards and maintain being a superpower. What happened? Well, here's what happened. Let's not go over the Afghan pullout by Joe Biden. We all know what happened there. We've covered it ad nauseum. You don't need me to beat you over the face with that. What are the most recent developments? Well, the most recent development, this one's a little long. This is a Taliban spokesman, so you'll have to forgive his English. It's a little rough, but listen as hard as you can. He's giving us a date. August 31st, America. Hey, America, finger in our face. August 31st, be out or else.
2: Mr. Shaheen, just some clarity. 31st of August, that's the deadline. That's when you want the United States to leave. And, and if they don't, there will be consequences. The political leadership will decide what those consequences are. Is that what you're saying?
3: Yes, we're saying that uh, the foreign military withdrawal should be complete uh, until uh, 31st August. If they uh, didn't abide by their commitment, then we are awaiting the decision of our leadership.
0: Well, you heard it, that's not me. That's the Taliban themselves. Hey, you said August 31st. Don't wait and see what's going to happen. Now, let's pause again. Let's pause because we're doing a historical show tonight. We have to understand the times in which we live. What do you think the Romans would have done if a Gallic tribe, a powerful Gallic tribe, but a Gallic tribe stormed into the consul's office? Hey, consul, it's me. The chief from Gaul, you have five or six Roman legions here. They're in my area. You have 10 days to get them out or else. What do you think Rome would have done? Oh, oh, okay, Mr. Mr. Gaul, I'm sorry. We're going to get them out of there. Of course not. You're laughing right now. Of course not. The number one superpower, top dog, He says, (laughs) let me tell you something. If you harm a single hair on the head of a single American citizen, I will have your head chopped off publicly on TV and maybe your family too. Get out of my office and never speak to me that way again. That's how top dog talks. Our people, well, this is how Americans talk. This is how Americans talk. They say, sorry, they say, yes, sir, Mr. Taliban, you just heard the president of the United States of America. Okay, we're, we're, we're going to leave. We're, we're getting, uh, we're, we're, we're going to leave. That's how we talk now. I'm not done. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Are we playing One Hit Wonders all night long? Now, since that's what I brought up earlier, I support it. You know what? One Hit Wonder Night on the Jesse Kelly Show. Look, here's what happened. The Taliban gave us an August 31st deadline. The President of the United States, Joe Biden, there's a headline, decides to keep the August 31st deadline to withdraw from Afghanistan as evacuations accelerate. He also sent in CIA Director, William Burns is his name, CIA Director William Burns flew into Kabul and met with the Taliban leadership. What happened there? Are you you trying to work out what's happening there? Well, here's what happened. We obviously screwed up the whole withdrawal, didn't keep any leverage, didn't keep our people there until we could get all the civilians out. After it was discovered, we screwed it up. We scrambled and tried to unscrew it, which is generally not a great thing to do because you end up screwing that up, too. So the Biden administration, because they're, again, remember, these people all share the same three things. You know the three things by now. No love of country. No love of country. Oftentimes hatred of country, but no love of America. That's why they're not necessarily concerned about the American civilians there at all. They're worried about the political fallout from the American civilians there at all. So no love of country, no real, real world experience. They they grew up in academia and the upper middle class. These people don't know what the real world is like. They think the world has changed. And three, they think they should rule over you. Well, the Biden administration now is simply faced with, in its mind, a political crisis. They don't know what to do. So they're going to... Avoid what they're worried about, which is a Black Hawk Down situation of American troops getting slaughtered, and they're already, as you hear the sound of my voice, the United States military has already begun the process of removing itself for Afga- from Afghanistan. Should take them about 72 hours in case you're curious, and then then they're gone. So that's, let me see, I went to community college, that's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Probably by the time your head hits the pillow Thursday night, there'll be a CU-17 taking off from Afghanistan with the last of America's military personnel on it. And thousands and thousands and thousands of American civilians watching that plane take off in horror as they're stuck behind enemy lines. They're going to. the, The supposed number one superpower in the world is not only going to embarrass itself on the world stage by arming the people we've fought for 20 years, we are going to leave American civilians behind. Do you still think I'm kidding about us not being number one anymore or this being the beginning of the beginning of that? It's not about Afghanistan. And to be honest, it's not even about the civilians who are there. It's not about the military. On a macro level, we are laid bare before the world. The world, they're all watching. Why do you think China, Russia, and Iran are joining together as we speak to do naval drills? They're all watching. The wolves have been watching. And that old lion who's been terrorizing everyone on the prairie for so, so long He's starting to walk with a limp. He doesn't, man, does he look a little skinny to you? I don't know. I don't know if he was what he used to be. And you see the second, the old lion on the safari starts to walk with the limp. Young lions are going to start testing the old lion because now they smell blood because everyone wants to be the head of the pride. Don't they now we're in free fall. We're withdrawing before the world. We actually have American officials on television, on television, saying some of the worst stuff in the world. But before I play that for you, before I play that, I want you to remember what I told you. Remember what I told you last night? I came on here last night because I could tell the language they were using. Jen Psaki was getting up to the microphone and she was saying things like, well, I mean, everybody who wants to leave will be able to leave, which is an outright lie. They can't even get to the airport. They're still telling people not to come to the airport. Everyone who wants to leave can leave. And what did I say? What was my prediction last night? Here was me. Write this down, Chris. We're going to leave our people there. I think they're setting it up so they can leave our people there. So they can fly a bunch out, fly a bunch of refugees out. Call it a win for the American people and still yank our military out. That's what I think is coming. I think they're going to leave our people there. And here... Let's write this down, Chris. This was Kirby, and this was Kirby from today.
4: We're trying to get as many out as we can. Uh, and so if we can exceed what what our previous expectations were, and we have over the last couple of days... That's a good thing, and we're going to continue to drive at that. Is the intention to get every American out who wants to leave plus as many SIV holders or
2: applicants, or is it to get out all Americans plus as many Afghans out as possible by the August As 30th. many
4: Americans who want to leave that we can get as fast as possible. As many of our SIV applicants who we can get to the airport and get them out as fast as possible.
0: They're not even doing you the honor anymore of lying to you. How many? Are you going to get all of our people out? Well, as many as we can. I mean, as many as we can. They've already begun the military withdrawal. We are officially humiliated before the world. We are going to remove the United States military from the area and leave civilians behind because the Taliban gave us a deadline and we feel like we have to abide by it. Number one says... I don't have a deadline. My deadline is I'll let you know. Go back to your cave, scumbag. If you try to harm a single American, I will crucify you and everybody you know on the mountaintop and leave your body for the crows. Go sit down and shut up. I'll let you know when American civilians are gone and you can have your dirtball country back. That's how number one talks. Number two, about to be number three, four, five, six, seven. Who knows how far we'll fall? That person says things like, Well, I mean, we we gave him a deadline. We don't wanna we don't wanna look mean. We can't I mean we can't violate things like that. We don't wanna push people around. It wouldn't be right. That's how number ten talks. That's how we talk now. That's what we've become. And if I'm being completely frank about this, and I don't think I've ever said this to you, I hope I will never say this to you again because, you know, I don't like to bum anybody out. I had a moment today before I came into the studio, home with the wife, just getting some stuff done around the house. Apparently, I was wearing some look on my face, and she gave me the old, what's wrong? And I said, it is nothing. Don't worry about it. And she said, no, tell me what's wrong. No, nothing, don't worry about it. And you know, that's what men do too, right? Nothing. And finally, she, eventually she drops the, you know, I'm not going to leave you alone until you tell me what's wrong. And I told her, and I might as well tell you because I owe you honesty, I told her I am really, genuinely saddened. I am saddened about the state of the country I love. I cannot believe that we're about to see what we're about to see. And you think I'm crazy. You may think this is some kind of one-off. Oh, Jesse, this goes away after the midterms. Look, understand this. Whatever you think about the legalities of the election, half the United States of America, half the country, or at least close to it, walked into the voting booth and they voted for Joe Biden. They did. They took the vulgar, bombastic Trump, who admittedly can he can be a bit abrasive for people, and they said to themselves, "Ew, we don't eat any need any more of that icky. I want someone without a Twitter account." Do you know what that really says about America? What we really are? You know what we are now? I'll tell you what we are in just a second. And we'll take some phone calls. 877-377-4373. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com.
3: Jesse Kelly returns
0: next.
5: And that completion of the mission by August 31st depends on continued coordination with the Taliban, including continued access for evacuees to the airport.
0: We were given a deal by the Taliban. We were given a deadline by the Taliban. And we capitulated? Does that sound like the number one country in the world? It is the Jesse Kelly Show. We got Laura Logan who is outraged about this coming up about 40 minutes from now. She's been reporting for two decades from Afghanistan. She's forgotten more about the place than really anyone in the Biden administration knows she has plenty to say. Again, when I railed against coronavirus, it wasn't just railing against stupid government locked Go, go quarantine a bunch of healthy people. That's the stupidest frigging thing I've ever heard in my life. It wasn't just that. It was the horror, the horror I felt at the time at watching Americans and not just commies, all kinds of people on the right watching Americans Bow their head and say, "Okay." I mean, I guess it's, I guess it's an emergency. You can have my liberty, whatever, whatever you want, Daddy. Government, let me know when you're giving my liberty back. Thank you. I, and I remember one of the most disheartening moments of my life was watching that. What? You let mayors and governors, you close, but not you. You can stay open. Uh, you have to close. I'll send the cops. Remember when they sent the cops for the poor guy paddleboarding by himself in the ocean? They sent the boat cops out for him, marched him off the beach in handcuffs. They arrested a pastor in Florida for having church in America. In America. And I remember that moment being so revealing. And this, now the world knows. Now the world knows We're not going to protect our allies. Um, We don't fear. We don't strike fear into the hearts of our enemies. We are the old lion. We are officially now the old lion. This is the beginning of the beginning. What, What beginning is that? The beginning of America beginning to step down from being number one in the world. When I told you the next 10, 20, 30 years are going to look nothing like the last 10, 20, 30, you have to understand something. You're about to see the altering of the entire order of the world. You see superpowers whenever there is one, whatever it may be. The Mongols, Ottomans, Persians, Romans, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Whenever there's a big dog out there, the world tends to kind of revolve around that big dog. He's the sun. Everything else just rotates around him. When the United States of America, when number one begins to freefall, begins to go down, it's not like Pluto going down. Who even cares that Pluto's there? It's the sun. The world has to revolve around something. They're going to revolve around something else. You're going to see other superpowers rise and fall. You're going to see bad, very, very, very bad men take advantage of this situation. You're going to see Europe in deep, deep trouble in the coming years because a lot of people do not realize we've foot the bill. I'm probably close on this number. It's been a few years since I looked for about 90% of Europe's defense. It's us. What does Europe do? An entire continent, all that history, all those people. What does an entire continent do when the guy who is handling 90% of security says, "Mm, Hey, Europe, sorry, we are actually having a bit of trouble over here. The check's not coming this month. It's not coming next month either. In fact, that base of ours, those missiles of ours, Uh, I mean, you can have them or scrap them, whatever, but we're not going to be manning them anymore. Anyway, best of luck. When number one goes down, it alters the world. When Rome finally went down, I mean, Rome's the greatest empire of all time, right? So they're always the best one to use. When Rome finally went down, Rome didn't just change Rome. It altered the world. In fact, it's one of the only times I can think of in world history It actually set back human history. It set back technology. Societies came hundreds of years after the Romans and looked at the stuff Romans had built and thought, oh my gosh, how did they do that? You and I don't know that world. We only know technology and science and everything going straight up. It hasn't always been that way. It altered the world when Rome went down. You're about to see the world get altered again because because we're obsessed with nice. Again, I'll take some phone calls, 877-377-4373, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. We're obsessed with NICE. Half the United States of America, whatever you think about the election, half walked into a voting booth and said, no, I don't want the bombastic jerk who calls people names. No, I would actually rather have the half-functional old man Why? He makes me feel better. He makes me feel better. He's so nice. He's, look, you can pick your coach. You're on the football team, basketball team. You can pick your coach. And on the right-hand side, you can have the coach coach who's going to cuss too much, he dips tobacco and spits it on the floor during practice, and at the end of every practice, if you've even stepped slightly out of line, he makes you go run suicides until you vomit all over the floor, or you can pick the coach who hands out cupcakes in the beginning and you sure you shoot around a little bit, but then at the end of practice, hey, guys, let's all go out for pizza as a team. I love you. We're one big family. And America walked into the voting booth because we're soft now and we picked cupcake guy. It wouldn't even occur to us to pick mean guy. In fact, not only is this country so obsessed with being nice now, They'll, they'll choose the nice, pathetic guy and brag about it. We'll brag about it. No, I'm not. you'll see dudes all the time now. You remember Kinzinger and whatnot? Dudes, men, they'll cry on purpose for social credits now. It's one thing to shed a tear watching Rudy and turn away from the wife and wipe it away. Dudes will, oh, I'm so sad, look at how broken I am. Dudes will brag about being soft now. It's become a badge of honor. Cause we got rich, fat, and bored. Eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. I'll take some calls next. That's Hang- the way it seems. When the levy breaks, have no place to sit It is! the jesse kelly show we got laura logan coming up in 30 minutes she's got that south african accent which i think we can what chris i think we can all agree we're looking forward to that i've never heard it when it all fired up before she is upset about afghanistan so we're gonna hear from her quite a bit now look i'll, I'll get to your phone calls in just a minute yes everyone's happy to be off suspension S- phone calls were suspended for three four days but don't think for a second Don't think the rules have changed. Just because the wife shamed me into opening the phone lines back up. Get in. Get to your point. No, hi. How are you? I love you. No small talk. The United States of America is listening. Look, we got too soft. We got too soft. Look at this story. More than 200 released from Guantanamo. More than 200 prisoners have returned to terrorism. Let me clarify something really quickly. There is pretty much one issue I've been wishy-washy on forever, and I remain wishy-washy on, and that's the death penalty. Not because I don't think and some people deserve to die. Of course, you know, just throw the pedophiles right in a wood chipper for all I care. It's because I don't trust our disgusting government to do it well. I think they're going to screw something up. I think they're going to kill their—it's it's that kind of thing. So it's, I'm, I'm wishy-washy on it, but— I want you to picture this. 200 Guantanamo Bay prisoners released to go back to terrorism. Picture any other nation, any powerful nation in the history of the world. And 200 men are brought to them. And the 200 men are brought to the leader, whatever it is, the monarch leadership. And somebody says, hey, we got these 200 guys. These 200 guys are not only making war on you, they have pledged They will continue to make war on you till the day they die. Every single other powerful nation in the history of mankind would kill them either on the spot or put them through a quick trial and kill every single one of them without hesitation. And most most nations throughout history, they would kill them publicly and probably display the bodies. The United States of America is so pathetically weak now and so unable to maintain our hold on number one, we've been imprisoning these guys in Cuba and Democrat presidents keep turning them loose and they go right back to killing us again. How pathetic are we? What happened to us? What in the world happened to us? We got nice. We're obsessed with nice now. It's all we want to be. Oh, look how nice I was! I was so nice. Oh, he's super nice. Can we get a nice president? I don't like anybody mean in there. I want somebody who makes me feel good. Nobody wants the coach to make some run suicides anymore. Nobody does. Nobody does. It's pathetic. All right, I know I'm fired up tonight. Look, look, I'll tell you. It's rare when I have a moment when I'm actually down, right? Because I just take everything with a grain of salt. But I had a moment today. I had a moment when I was really, really genuinely just saddened. I never get saddened. I'm a sociopath. Sociopaths don't get saddened. All right. Uh, Fresh off suspension, we are going to the phones. Be ready. Get to the point. The hook comes quick. Travis in Denver. Go. Uh, The Senate
1: has the constitutional authority... To declare war on the Taliban and I think they should do it um, this would give the vice president and the cabinet cover so that they could invoke the 25th amendment to remove Biden from the presidency it would also send a uh, strong message to the Secretary of Defense the Joint Chiefs about the will of the American people
0: not a bad phone call not a bad point at all yes I hung up because we were done with that but not a bad phone call but allow me to just clarify this because of Joe Biden's disastrous Afghanistan thing, we are undoubtedly going to take the House in the midterms, probably the Senate too. When I say we, I mean the GOP. So I probably shouldn't say we, because I'm an anti-communist. I'm not in the GOP. I'm an anti-communist. Do you know what the G- I'm going somewhere with this? You know what the GOP is going to do with that supermajority? Nothing. Not a thing. They'll whine about Joe Biden for a few years, try to win back the presidency. If they actually do that, they'll promptly go ahead and do nothing. Once again, nothing. The reason I bring that up is he says the Senate has the power to declare war. The problem we have, they don't want to. And we don't want war. That's what's so crazy right now. Nobody wants war. Everyone's happy about getting out of Afghanistan. There's no win there. We're just mad about leaving our civilians and equipment behind. Look, blow up the equipment, pull out the civilians, and I don't care what happens to Afghanistan. I know that sounds cold-hearted. Again, you can go anywhere else in this country and find NICE. You're not going to find it on this show. I care about Effective. I don't care about Afghanistan. I don't. Sorry, I know that makes me terrible. We got our own problems. I want my people home and my equipment blown up so those dirty terrorist scumbags can't use it. Mark and Cordelline, gosh, I love Cordelline. Chris, have you ever? No, Chris has never been anywhere. But Cordelline, Idaho is this beautiful place. I probably shouldn't tell anyone about it. Mark's going to murder me because now everyone's going to move there. They even have one of those golf courses with the island green in it. It's so awesome. Mark, go ahead.
1: When our government no longer recognizes that its authority is constrained by the Constitution and they can selectively apply the rule of law and all of our legitimate means to regress our grievances with our government are removed, what option short of violent resistance is left to us?
0: The states. It's an excellent call. It's an excellent call. And I'm not going to get mad about that or freak out about that because I understand that's how a lot of people are feeling right now. I, I, I and I totally get it and I don't like silencing people because it makes people uncomfortable. There are a lot of people feeling that way. Hear me out on this if you're feeling that kind of stuff. I've seen I've seen plenty of blood. I've seen plenty of death. You don't want that here. You don't want that here. What other options do we have? Look, maybe we are toast. Maybe this whole thing is about to end. I don't think I want to get to the point where I believe that. Maybe we are absolutely finished. But we have an obligation, you and I, to pursue every single legitimate route we can possibly pursue before we even entertain anything crazy. We don't want anyone hurt ever. We still have some states. Yes, we've lost the entire federal government. I'm not going to pretend to you like we still have them. We've lost every cultural institution. I know that. I'm not trying to paint a rosy picture on this. We have some states, and we still have plenty of people. Now, that's sign that silent majority stuff is what screwed us in the end. We thought, well, there's more of us, and we didn't use it, and it screwed us. But there are million, tens of millions of people who think just like you. We're not done. We don't need to do that yet. Amy in Spokane.
6: Okay, so Washington State, we have a tyrant governor who continually keeps getting his emergency powers extended over the original first 30 days. We're now, what, 18, 19 months into it. He just now sent out a mask mandate as of yesterday. So now everybody is walking around in the sunshine with their masks on and their kids are masked. And then we have teachers, nurses, doctors, emergency, EMS, everybody that you know, works for a living, is now going to be mandated to get this shot. And yet Seattle is going to let Afghans in that I'm assuming are not very vetted well because it's under the Biden administration. This is what's happening in our state. Their mandates are, are happening all over again for either vaxxed or unvaxed, doesn't matter. And yet now we're going to let in refugees. And where are the resources coming from? Where-
0: it's an excellent phone call. It's an excellent phone call. It's it's the same thing you could apply to the southern border. But let's focus on Afghanistan. We've now taken in 20,000? We we can't get 20,000 Afghan refugees? Like Amy just pointed out, I don't know about you. I've been running into COVID restrictions everywhere. I've been told COVID's going to kill us all. But we have room for 20,000 unvetted, unvaccinated Afghanistan refugees? I think it's fair we all get to ask some questions about this. All right, I'm not finished. Hang on jesse
6: kelly
0: it is the jesse kelly show laura logan with fox nation about 10 minutes from now to drop afghanistan knowledge bombs on us since we're not dropping any other bombs over there chris said we're doing one hit wonder night for the music and chris said house of pain he doesn't know anything else does it count if one of the singers moved on to have a couple of good jams, because I believe, I believe the lead singer of House of Pain moved on to sing Forever Last, and Everlast had that song. What it's like, what it's like is a good song. Chris, would you do me a favor and find out if there's some kind of clean version of what it's like out there? Cause I don't re- I know. I understand. We can't play it as is Chris. It's a family show. Is there a cleaner version? We'll get back to this in just a second. Did you hear? Look, I'll get to your calls in just a second. There are a couple wild ones out there. But look, how soft are we? How soft have we become? Politicians in the United States of America are now routinely speaking to you like this. Human beings do well when they have carrot and stick. So a mandate helps people to realize it's time. FDA
3: final approval on
0: Pfizer. Said I'm, I'm sorry? Did the mayor of the most important city in the world just just threaten us with a stick? Look, you can have a carrot, or you can have the stick. <laughs> These people are not nearly afraid of us as they should be, I'm telling you. Mary Jane, Right. with all due yes. respect, you're up. Go.
4: This is not Rome i don 't live in Italy, I live in the United States of America, and this is not what we 're going to do we 're not abandoning our people over there and i 'll tell you what I live out in the what you call the hinterland just i mean we 're the middle part of this state, and the I know people that have been to Afghanistan and they would go back there and get these people out. these people that live in the in these cities that have been uh, educated by... Idiots.
0: Mary Jane, Mary Jane, Mary Jane, Mary Jane. What'd you have for dinner tonight? Yes. What'd you have for dinner tonight?
4: I had uh, uh, beef tips and noodles.
0: Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. How did you prepare the beef tips?
4: I bought them.
0: You bought You bought I'm the store-bought you. seasoned ones? I have a wonderful deli. Okay, okay, no, that's listen, fair. That's fair. Okay. Now, noodles. Hold on. Noodles. What are we doing with the noodles? What kind of noodles?
4: Uh, is this really important?
0: Oh uh, Yes, Our it is.
4: It is important. Yes, Please, it, Jesus.
0: It is. Mary Jane, yes. we're going to be okay. fine. We're going to be All fine. Right. Calm down. Okay. Now, tell me about the noodles.
4: Oh, they were really good.
0: I bet they were. Did you salt and pepper them? No. All right. All right. I got to watch my sodium, too. Mary Jane, keep your chin up. You hear me? <sighs> Moving on. Adam, go. Yes. Uh,
3: hey, Jesse, what's going on? I, I just, I'm um, uh, getting to listen to you. Sorry, don't, don't get mad if I do anything out of order here. Or anything.
0: Go I ahead, brother. I heard your story. Go. Just I'm tell it, please.
3: With, all right. Uh, my daughter got diagnosed with thyroid cancer held up, uh, a week and a half ago, and um, supposed to take off got 15 minutes for the test to find out what kind of cancer it is. Apparently, they told me, but uh, we're waiting on six days now. And when I found out why, it's because uh, Hartford Hospital is affiliated with the Children's Hospital here in Connecticut, and they're in such a backlog because of the um, the white buses bringing um, immigrants to here and getting COVID done. I, I don't really get this. Why they get prioritized now? If they can manufacture a number. That's the only thing I can assume, but it's quite upsetting to me because, you know, I was a brain left you were, you know, and I... The Afghanistan
0: thing is upsetting, but everything this is this is a broken, encounter. Adam.
3: I, I don't know, Adam. I don't know if
0: anybody can speak on that. Or Adam, first thing, email my show please with some details. Jesse at jessekellyshow dot com. Email me some details. What's the name of your baby girl Not so me. the whole country can pray for her, please? Just first name's uh, fine. Kay- uh,
3: Kaylee, Kaylee, Kaylee. I'm sorry. Sorry,
0: Kaylee. 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 Okay. All right. We look. So- hey. We're all going to join together. We're going to pray for Kaylee tonight. You you email me some details about you, okay? And we'll see if we can figure something out, okay? I don't don't really
3: need anything now. I just want people know what's going on. I'm like, this is appalling that the the testing is happening like this. Real sick people can't get tested. It is. It's disgusting. And I've heard these
0: stories. Keep your chin up, my brother. All right? Seper All
3: right. I got some pictures, too, of the white buses, by the way. Send them to us. It is what it is, Jesse, man. All right? Be good, brother. Be All right.
0: That's where we're at. That's where we're at. Look, you heard the lady from, from Washington. She has COVID restrictions all over the place. I mean, Look, the coronavirus stuff, these people, again, remember this, it may not be this way where you live. It may be this way where you live. I don't know the the, the shows everywhere now. This is the governor. This is the governor of Oregon. Remember this, at a time when we're having a massive influx of refugees, untested, unvaccinated, a massive influx of illegal immigrants from the southern border, untested, unvaccinated. This is the Oregon governor speaking to American citizens.
5: Today, I'm announcing that effective Friday, August 27th, masks will be required in all public outdoor settings where physical distancing is not possible, regardless of vaccination status.
0: Regardless of vaccination status, you are now required to wear a mask outdoors. What has happened to us that we lay down for these things? What has happened to us that people repeatedly now, in the public square, feel completely comfortable saying things like this.
3: Colleges, university, the military, organizations that employ a lot of people, some of the big corporations, are gonna say, if you wanna work for us in person, you've gotta be there and get vaccinated. And I think that's a good thing. I know I respect people's freedom, but when you're talking about a public health crisis-
0: I respect people's freedom, But what's that old saying, Chris, nothing matters except for what takes place after the butt. You don't respect people's freedom. You respect people's freedom as long as they're doing and saying the things you want them to do. That's not called freedom. That's called despotism. That's called tyranny. That's called communism. Whatever word you want to put on it, stop saying you respect freedom and stop listening to these people and stop abiding by this insanity. We must disobey. The time has come to disobey. They're not getting sick of coronavirus. Remember, you're sick of coronavirus. You're sick of restrictions. You're sick of masks on your kids and and treating unvaccinated people like a leper. You're, You're sick of all this stuff. They're still having the time of their lives. Coronavirus has been the greatest thing that happened to the system in this country. All the people in power, all of them, the corporations, Democrats, Republicans, all every government agency, coronavirus has been a huge boondoggle for them. They're having the time of their lives. They're not going to slow down, and they're certainly not going to stress about a few thousand American citizens in Afghanistan. We're getting ready to leave behind in 72 hours. All right, Laura Logan with Fox Nation is coming on. She's coming on in about two or three minutes. You're going to want to buckle up for this. She's going to tell you things. I promise you, you've not heard anywhere else. I may keep her on two segments. Laura Logan, next. Hang on. Oh, man. Laura Logan bringing the heat with her music. The Immigrant Song. I appreciate it. Joining me now, probably the best journalist on the planet, much as that pains me to say so, and she has an awesome accent, host of Laura Logan Has No Agenda on Fox Nation. Laura, I don't think I have to work hard to get you revved up about Afghanistan. What isn't anyone else saying that you know, because I've read what you've been writing, you you appear to know a lot. Well,
2: I just hung up a phone call, you know, with there's two busloads of American citizens trying to get in at the gate at the airport and they're not being allowed in. And I, you know, Jesse, I I just had a conversation with someone that I actually think, I don't think anybody could imagine this in their wildest dreams, that this is what the United States would be doing. You've got an American citizen who is married to an Afghan man whose sister is Afghan, but she has her SIV status uh, approved and everything. And they first had to tell her American citizens only, you can't bring your sister. And she said, well, she's got her special immigrant visas. You know, oh, no, sorry, you, you can't bring her. And then they had to call her back and say, uh, "And oh, by the way, you can't have your husband either. You can't bring your husband. Fortunately, she didn't have any children because the policy is American citizens only, no Afghans. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? We're, we're literally, this is like that terrible movie, Sophie's Choice, when you're saying choose. You know, this is like that in the Bible when they said, choose one of your children. Which one of your children do you want to live and which one do you want to die? That's what we're doing to people.
0: What what are the people, what are our allies saying on the ground? I, all I know, all I hear are headlines. All I read are headlines. I know Britain does not I'll appear you, to be thrilled with us. What are they saying?
2: Well, you know, I'll tell you what our most important allies are saying right now. The Afghans, they're saying, They sold us for nothing. That's what they said. They sold us for nothing. And, you know, um, there's a lot of noise out there, Jesse, about, you know, the Afghans were corrupt. The army did this. The army didn't do that. I had a soldier or an interpreter that sold me out to the Taliban after four years of operations and blah, blah, blah. What I'm going to tell you is if if you strip away all those layers of complexity, the defining issue is extremely simple. And this is the reality. The United States of America never went into Afghanistan because we cared about the Afghans or nation building. Let's be honest. We went in because this is a war of ideas. And on 9 11, the idea of America and American freedom and freedom as a way of life was attacked by Osama bin Laden and an extremist Islamic ideology whose ultimate goal is global power, right? The Islamic caliphate that they want is to rule the world under an Islamic civilization which they define, which doesn't allow for anyone who's not like them, including other Muslims. And they kill more Muslims every day than they do anything and anyone else. So this is a war of ideas between those, those two competing ideas. I know where I stand. I know how I want my daughters to grow up and how the freedoms and the rights that I want them to have. And so what you're looking at right now is we're trying to pretend That there were only two options stay forever or go that's a lie it's not true actually when you betray your allies you don't just betray the afghan people you can say well they didn't fight hard enough or they didn't this and they didn't that and none of that is uh, you know is actually uh, truly representative of what happened because you have thousands of afghan special operations commandos who have retreated to the panchia valley and if you're reading a report that says small pockets of resistance, you know, it's resistance. And, and they're fighting. They're doing what uh, almost no one else on the planet would do, which is against all the odds. They're holding their ground. They fought from the south. They came from Kandahar in the south. Some of them came through the mountains. Some of them died on the road fighting to get there. Some of them hid. They took equipment with them. You know, there are not all the Afghan aircraft are in the hands of the Taliban. So you have people actually fighting. And what people um, don't realize is that when you hear these narratives, you are being deceived and manipulated so that they can obscure the truth. Because the truth is that our allies may not be perfect. They may not have done everything right. Sure, there's corruption. Sure, there's soldiers who surrendered. But ultimately, you either as Americans stand by your friends or you don't. And when 9/11 happened, we needed friends. We needed bases in Tajikistan and Uzbekistan from which to launch, um, you know, airstrikes and to stage forces and to bring in logistics. We also needed intelligence uh, su- uh, support. We needed. We even went to Putin. We had to go to someone who wasn't our ally, and we had to ask him to do something for us to go above and beyond because of, the, of what happened on 9/11. And so it's very obvious to anyone with half a brain that you need allies around the world. Well, when you betray one ally, all of your allies say, oh, wait a minute, and not just them, but all your potential allies say the same thing. So, I, you know, the British ambassador, the Brits are furious. The Brits are out there. In fact, I've had someone that I've been trying to help um, who's been almost killed twice while I've been on the phone with him for the last week, and I cannot get the, the Americans because there are there are decent extraordinary Americans who are doing everything they can to help. And our own government is stopping them. Our own government is blocking those gates. Our own government is ordering people, U.S. contractors, to stop. So what am I having to do? I'm having to turn to the British because they're willing uh, to go and do it. And so what you have here is a situation where you've, you've not just betrayed every Afghan that stood by you. You've not just betrayed your Afghan allies. You have sent a message to everyone in the world with friends like us who needs enemies. So you're isolated on the world stage at the exact same moment that, um, what have you done? You have empowered your worst enemies because the Taliban are not working alone. The Taliban are working hand in hand. They are the proxy army of Pakistan, and they are Al-Qaeda. Make no mistake. um, Don't get you know, deceived by the different names and the geographical disputes and the power struggles and the competition for control of the caliphate. That's a, that's a, those are internal struggles, right? So the difference between ISIS and al-Qaeda and the Taliban and the Haqqani Network, the differences don't really matter to us in terms of the nature of the threat that they pose and in terms of our national security. The thing that binds them together is what we're fighting, and it is the idea of the Islamic civilization that they define according to one and only one ideology, the ideology of Al-Qaeda, which was established as the ideological base, Al-Qaeda, literally translated from Arabic means the base. That is the ideology that is the base for every single Islamic terrorist group fighting anywhere in the world, literally from Timbuktu in Mali to Abu Sayyaf in the Philippines. And the number two in the Taliban is is Siraj Haqqani. He's the deputy leader of the Taliban. He is the Afghan al-Qaeda. He swore Bayat's allegiance to Osama bin Laden. And his manifesto is the al-Qaeda manifesto. And the the head of al-Qaeda, Imran Zawahiri, he swore allegiance to Mullah Omar, the Taliban. So as, you know, the acting president of Afghanistan, Amrullah Saleh, our ally, who we're ignoring while we negotiate, and well, actually, negotiation is just a ridiculous word, while while we take orders from the Taliban, um, he is actually the uh, Afghan al-Qaeda. These are the people, you know, you've got Amrullah Saleh and the, the Afghan special forces, you've got people who are standing up, who are standing by every word they've ever said, who have fought With the United States, not just for the past 20 years, some of these people have stood by the United States through the war with the Soviets and go back even longer. And what you are doing is you are empowering not just your al-Qaeda enemies, not just the Taliban and the Islamic terrorists, but the, the enemy states that stand with them in this fight. Pakistan, China, Qatar, Iran. And you have empowered every one of America's enemies at the exact same moment that you have said, We're not a superpower because apparently, you know, do you know, Jesse, and you may know the answer to this, How how much of our military capability are we actually using?
0: Laura, can you, is there any way I can get you to stay through the break? We're up against a hard break here. Okay. This is Laura Logan, host of Laura Logan Has No Agenda on Fox Nation. I told you she had quite a bit to say. We will be right back with more from Laura. But first and foremost, sale of the year. You've never once heard me come on the radio and say, I've got the sale of the year for you because I didn't I don't I didn't name it. MyPillow. Pillow is currently having the sale of the year. I've talked to you about Giza Dream Sheets a hundred times. Right now they're half off. They're half off. That You can get Giza Dream Sheets. If you go to MyPillow.com, you click on the radio listener specials and use the promo code JESSE, you can get Giza Dream Sheets as low as $49.99. Forty nine ninety nine. That's absurd. While you're there, you might want to look into the other stuff too. If, if you haven't experienced a MyPillow pillow yet, clearly that's how they made their name. Go enjoy one of those as well. MyPillow.com, radio listener specials. Use the promo code JESSE. You can get Giza Dream Sheets half off, but it's for a limited time only. Don't miss out. Go. Enjoy. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. We have with us a rare second segment appearance with Laura Logan, host of Laura Logan, has no agenda on Fox Nation. Laura The people who are still in the valley still have a very capable fighting force. Paint a picture for us. How capable are they? Are they capable of taking Afghanistan back? Are they just going to stay where they are? What's that look like? People don't know this country like you know it.
2: Well, the Panjshir Valley, uh, north of Kabul, has never been conquered. And this is where the resistance is based. And so the terrain is, is very, um, it's conducive to um, defending and, and holding your ground. The problem with it, though, its weakness is that it is surrounded. And, um, and the winter is already uh, on its way. There's snow in the mountains. Food is scarce. They need medical supplies. They need fuel. They need um, uh, vaccines. They're very concerned about that. And, um, and they really need the United States government to acknowledge that they're fighting. I mean, you have, we are really in the most extraordinary situation where the president of the United States stood before the country and he said, the leaders of Afghanistan gave up and fled. And he knew when he said those words that his administration knew that actually while President Ghani got on a plane and ran for his life, um, Amrullah Saleh, the vice president, the first vice president, Uh, did not. And, you know, I, I don't think people really understand that when I say ally, I'm not talking about some random Joe Schmo, right? I mean, I'm talking about the guy that was the conduit for all intelligence on Al Qaeda and the Taliban in 2001. The man who made it possible for the U.S. to go in and to be successful in that amount of time. You know, when you have a U.S. bombing campaign and you have a couple hundred clandestine operators and Green Berets on the ground, you don't have an invading force. You have a very powerful force multiplier, supporting force, but you need the boots on the ground. And who were they? They were Amr al and the Northern Alliance um, and the Ahmed Shah Massoud, the very famous commander um, of the North who was assassinated by al-Qaeda two days before nine eleven. You have the very people that the Biden administration, and by the way, um, some of the same people in the Trump administration and Particularly in the Obama administration, the identical people who are now around Joe Biden, whether it's, you know, Susan Rice or Ben Rhodes or, you know, Avril, um, you know, these people are exactly the same. Jake Sullivan, they are the architects of this disaster, but they began orchestrating this a long time ago. Do you remember when we went from under Bush, everything we touch in Afghanistan turns to gold? You know, it's it's better than ever. Right. Which was a distortion of the reality. But then so we all thought, OK, great. But, you know, the new guys are coming in and they're going to be honest. Well, I don't know why we thought that. I've certainly learned my lesson because what they did. One of my best Afghan sources had uh, a lunch with some of the new White House folks before they took office. And he came. He called me after the lunch and he said, oh, my word. And I said, what? And he said, they are going to destroy Afghanistan. And I said, what do you mean? He said, it'll be worse than any mistake the Bush administration ever made. And I said, please don't say that because you've never been wrong. Well, here we are 20 years later, and guess what? He's still never been wrong, and I hate that because we're paying for that. People in Afghanistan are paying for that in blood. And we are paying for it. And you know the worst part, Jesse, is that I really don't think people understand and appreciate that none of this is a foregone conclusion. It is not set in stone. We are literally using – I have asked a number of generals and operators and intel people, and I asked them the same question. How much of the United States military capability and advanced technology are we actually using? How much of our capability is not used, not applied to the task? And how much are we using? And you know what they say? Their assessment for the entire war is ten percent. Ten percent. So I'm just going to say to you, there are thermal drones that can literally see through buildings. You can obliterate the Taliban. You could drop a, you know, a few J dams on the palace and get rid of their leadership. You, you want to take? You want to let the Taliban leadership dictate the terms to you? Get rid of them. If they wake up in the morning and a few key leaders are dead. They might have a different negotiating stance. And, of course, people will say, well, she's a warmonger. No, I'm not advocating for war. What I'm I'm actually um, laying out are the different pillars. You can use diplomatic power. You can use political power. You could tell Pakistan, who are the invading force here, whose proxy army marched across the border right in front of the NSA and the CIA and and the DIA and all the intel agencies. They watched in real time while they moved weapons into that region, while they moved fighters across there. Pakistan was flying fighters up to the north to infiltrate through Badakhshan. They created supply lines. They moved logistics. You mean to tell me that we didn't know this was happening? Give me a break. Give me a break. That's like, you know, sitting down eating your breakfast and then someone says to you, what did you just eat? And you say, well, I must have missed that. Let me think. I mean, it's that it's that inane and ridiculous, Laura. Okay, and Laura, yeah. we are
0: up against the break now. What are you having <laughs> for dinner tonight?
2: You know, I I have literally not even been to the bathroom today. I am eating cheese and peanuts and cookies because I am twenty four seven on the phone trying to help people, some of whom are being hunted by the Taliban. While I'm talking to them,
0: what kind literally. of cookies?
2: Uh, oh, God, they're horrible. They're oatmeal raisin, but I rip out the raisins because I've
0: never liked them. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't come on my show and besmirch oatmeal raisin cookies, <laughs> Laura Logan. Laura, you keep yourself safe and keep your chin up. You hear me?
2: I just want oatmeal without the raisin. Uh, Not too much, Josh.
0: Keep your chin up. Keep informing us. Thank you, Laura.
2: Jesse, don't take it lying down. This is the time to stand up and be counted.
0: Laura Logan, everybody, host of Laura Logan has no agenda on Fox nation. told you she was some kind of fired up. some kind of fired up. Look, this, that's where we at. Let's get to some emails. Jesse, you've often explained the harsh retribution that individuals and localities will be subjected to if they harmed a Roman citizen so as to ensure that all future Roman citizens would be safe. We are doing the opposite ensuring further attack on our citizens and interests by refusing to take action and tell you what, we're going to have a little chat chat about that. You want to know why I think this is the beginning of the beginning, the beginning of America's tumble down the world rankings. I'll tell you, hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. We may end up taking a couple phone calls here in a few. I'm going to get to some emails. I have to get to the story about Christy Gnome. I told you Laura Logan had a lot to say. If you missed any part of that, the whole show is available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes, leave a five star rating, leave a review. Talking about how handsome I am. As you see, there's about a thousand of them. (laughs) But it's fun. Anyway, the email said, Jesse, you've often explained the harsh retribution that individuals and localities would be subjected to if they harmed a Roman citizen so as to ensure all future Roman citizens would be safe. We are doing the opposite. This is so painfully right, and this is part of why... I've been dropping such drastic predictions tonight on the show about our future, the next 10, 20, 30 years, in case you missed the beginning of the show, I said, you're witnessing the beginning of the beginning, the beginning of America falling from the top spot in the globe. Eventually your empire will get too old, too fat, too bored, too decadent. And they're simply not the toughest guy on the block anymore. Now, inevitably, there's a, there's, a, there's a period of time where you're not the biggest, baddest boy on the block anymore. But other people are so used to you being the biggest, baddest boy on the block anymore. Nobody challenges you, right? I mean, America's been kicking everyone around forever. We can't, we can't touch America. And then, inevitably, you get exposed in front of everybody. Once that has happened, once they've seen the God bleed, people realize he's not God anymore. People realize he's not God anymore. And then they come for him. We just told the world that the Taliban can give us an order and we'll turn around and leave and leave our civilians behind. That's not the action of the global superpower. That's the action of a weak, scared, pathetic country asking to be ripped apart by the wolves. This is what's happening in Afghanistan right now. If you don't care about a single one of our civilians there or a single Afghanistan person or anything, if you don't care about any of that, that's fine. I'm not here to judge you. What's happening in Afghanistan is gigantic for what it means for the future of the country because this was the day the world find out found out, um, maybe America isn't all that anymore. And if the world actually believes that, if they come to believe that, that we are too weak to use our power or we don't have our power anymore. This, this world is about to change and it's going to be an ugly, dark place until another superpower rises. That's just the history of the world. That's the way it goes. I don't want you to feel down about it either. Now, I don't want you to feel happy about it. I told you earlier, I feel down about it, but that's the way it goes. Let's move on. Nome, as in Christy Nome, governor of South Dakota, won't back the GOP bill banning vaccine mandates. Quote, they can work elsewhere. As you've seen, GOP governors around the country, like Heavy D and Greg Abbott in Texas, have been banning employers from handing down these vaccine mandates. My email inbox is full of people who don't want to get the vaccine. their employers handing out a mandate. And every day I have, Jesse, what do I do? I need this job. Jesse, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? So you've had GOP governors, a few step up and say, nope not in this state. There won't be any mandates here. Christy Nome stepped up and said, well, they can do mandates here. Chris, just play a little bit of this video. It's four minutes long. I'm not going to play near all that. Here's her explaining it because she's been getting rightly crushed for that position.
5: There's been some conversation about banning businesses from mandating that employees get vaccinated. And I know that many people are frustrated, but they don't want their employer telling them what to do. I hear you. And that's why I didn't order state employees to get vaccinated. In fact, I banned the state from instituting vaccine passports. Because of our respect for freedom, South Dakota's work ethic is second to none. And our business environment is second to none. Business freedom and individual freedom
0: work together to make that's South all Dakota's a career. She goes on for about four minutes. But I think you got the general gist of it, right? I mean, look, it's it's the same it's the same answer i've gotten from every single republican and libertarian in the last 10 15 years the exact same answer i get hey i'm currently under assault by the communists what can you do about it well freedom it's about freedom and freedom and i love freedom it's just about freedom at liberty and freedom it's about freedom america the land of the free hold on i don't i don't i'm not getting an answer here can you Can you protect me from the communist hordes or not? Well, I just, I'm all about freedom, and I love freedom. It's just a freedom, freedom, free place. It's a freedom fest. I can't deal with this kind of ineptitude anymore. Sooner or later, the right, whatever you consider yourself to be, conservative, libertarian, conservative, I don't care. None of this matters to me. I'm an anti-communist. If you're against the communists, then I'm with you. If you're not, then we're enemies, period. So none of this matters to me what you call yourself. None of it. But I cannot handle this anymore. Put put all your biases aside for a moment. Because whatever you are, you're dug in at this point in time. Fine, fine. Set all this aside. I want you to think about this. How completely suicidal this is. One side, one side believes beyond the shadow of a doubt that they should take any power they get, be it a little bit of power or a ton of power, and they believe they should use that power in order to, A, gain more of it, and B, further the goals of their cause. That's what the communists believe, without, without question. When they get power, they're going to use it to get more power and further the communist cause, and they believe it all the way, and they're committed to it all the way, unrestrained, not held back by anything. The other side the side that supposedly opposes them they believe they're never supposed to use power ever for any reason at all no that wouldn't be limited government no it wouldn't be freedom it's not a freedom 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 fest it's not free uh, i don't it's not liberty freedom it's not a freedom thing which side wins that Set aside your biases, set aside all that stuff again, not the side you're rooting for, which side wins that you you're trapped inside of a castle, a big old castle. you have an enemy aggressive horde pounding on the gates, firing catapults over the walls you you believe without uh, without question that your castle is great okay that's good that's good. I'm glad you believe that. we all believe America's great, that's good, but you also believe. It wouldn't be right for me to do anything to push the enemy back from the gates. It's not who I am. No, 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 guys. Put those arrows away. No, we don't want to dump any hot pitch on them. That wouldn't be right. It wouldn't be Christian. That's not about freedom. We're going to have a big freedom free fest. Oh, wow. The enemy's through the gates. I wish I could have known. I can't handle this anymore. I can't handle this lame idiocy anymore. We do not have separate cultural institutions now. They all are aligned, every one of them. Even the churches have aligned with the Democrats, have aligned with the professors, have aligned with entertainment, have aligned with sports. Every single part of the culture has aligned against you. The only thing with any power we have left in this country, the only thing is the states, a few individual states. If the people in charge of those states are also going to do the, well, I can't, it's about freedom thing, then we're already finished. There are no, there's nothing else left available to us. The only shield left for what you and I believe is the states. If I'm gonna have to hear freedom every time I demand government do something to protect me and my family, then it's already over. We might as well all head over to Afghanistan and go out in a blaze of glory. Cause what's any of this for? God, I can't take this crap anymore. Eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. I hate weak Republicans. Hang on. Ah! Missed out. Catch up. Ah! Jesse It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Look, I I, I'm sorry. And the thing is crazy about it is I'm I consider myself to be extremely libertarian and that I want government to be eeny beeny eeny teeny tiny. You have to fight for that. You have to fight for that. You can't just wish that to be. The enemy isn't going to wake up. The communists aren't going to wake up tomorrow morning and say, oh, you know, I actually see exactly what he's talking about. Government is better when it's small. I don't even want all this power. I'm going to give it back. That's not life. That's not how life works. Christy Nome, she won't ban employers from issuing vaccine mandates in her state. So her empl- all the employees in her state now are now stuck at the mercy of the system, which has already been crushing them. She's going to take the one tiny bit of power we have left, which is a few states, and say, "Yo, you heard her in that video. It's just a freedom thing." Chris, play the first minute of that video again. If I have to hear this word one more time without people understanding freedom is not something you acquire by practicing it, I'm it's gonna just I'm just gonna blow a gasket tonight.
5: There's been some conversation about banning businesses from mandating that employees get vaccinated. And I know that many people are frustrated that they don't want their employer telling them what to do. I hear you. And that's why I didn't order state employees to get vaccinated. In fact, I banned the state from instituting vaccine passports. Because of our respect for freedom, South Dakota's work ethic is second to none. And our business environment is second to none. Business freedom and individual freedom work together to make South Dakota's economy. Ah, freedom! The freedom! Free
0: fast. It's all about freedom. I said it last night. I'm gonna say it again until everybody on the right seems to understand this. You and I have been trained because we're on the right. We have been trained to talk about the Constitution all the time, right? That's not in the Constitution. Article five, section two. Article this I heard in the tw- in the Second Amendment. You know what the Constitution is? The Constitution. You hear that? The Constitution is a piece of paper. Unless unless there's a colonial soldier standing right behind that piece of paper ready to shove a bayonet in someone's guts and watch him die. Freedom is not something you acquire by practicing it. It is not. If somebody is trying to take yours away from you, you must go on offense. You must make them feel pain. You must put them on their heels. Stop them. Push back. And we've done this freedom, freedom, free fest for so long. We even let them take the churches, man. And I'm sorry. It hits close to home for me. As you well know, I lost mine a year and a half ago. St. George Floyd dies. All the country decides all the cops are racist, which is still just insane to me. I was about one of the only people in the country saying, "What? wait, what? Everyone just decided the, the cops were the bad guys and white people are racist and a church we dearly love. Dearly love. My wife still wants to go back. Walked in the doors that Sunday. Well, guys, we have to learn about our white privilege. Beep. Kelly's gone. Never be back again. We even let him take the churches because of this weak, pathetic crap. Oh, it's about freedom. It's. Just, I want to be nice. Should I turn the other cheek? I should definitely turn the other cheek to the communists. Oh, wow, he's shooting me and my whole family in the back of my head. Well, at least it was freedom. At least he was free to do it. Whew. I feel like I'm in a terrible mood tonight, Chris. Am I, am I in a terrible mood tonight? I am fired up something fierce, man. Look, I meant what I said in the beginning. It's It legitimately bums me out to see us going down the world rankings. I, I'm happy I live in interesting times. I am. It bums me out. I, I know I'm a bad person. Everyone knows I'm a bad person. I've never pretended to be otherwise. I've never I've never painted myself as some saint or something like that. But I do genuinely love my country. I would die for it. I almost did. I love the place. I can't help it. And it it sucks watching it go this way. All right, Johnny. You're a truck driver. Johnny, go.
1: Hey there, LSD and psilocybin and things like that are force multipliers. You can't drink, then take LSD.
3: You need to take LSD, then drink or smoke marijuana. It enhances the high. It doesn't just make you see things. It, 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 it'll make things that are funny,
1: funnier. It'll make things that are sad, sadder. So you want to take it when you're in a, in a position where you don't got to warrants out for your arrest or any problems going on. You got to be careful when you take it so you have a good time and you don't fall and die.
0: Appreciate you clearing that up for us, Johnny. Thanks a lot, bud. Daniel, go ahead.
1: Hey, Jesse. Keep up the good job, man. Uh, I was calling about the Democratic Party and Biden failing miserably like he is. Basically, they're, they're bringing to fruition what they've had planned ever since Hillary Clinton ran. They knew he would not last. They knew that Kamala Harris was going to end up getting into office, and look, hey, we're so great because we've got a woman of color and the first woman president of the United States, and everybody should vote Democrat. And unfortunately, there are so many lost souls in this country that are going to say, Woman's rights, and, and look what the Democrats did for us, and that's the way the country's going to go. And right now, we are at our weakest point ever.
0: Daniel, what are you having for dinner tonight?
1: Uh, leftovers.
0: Well, Leftover what?
1: Leftover, black-eyed peas, uh, steak and gravy,
0: and rice. What's your take? what's what's the Daniel method on reheating steak? Now I usually full disclosure, I'll get a frying pan out and drop a bunch of butter and some seasoning in there and kind of go frying pan. I haven't found a better way. What's Daniel's way? Uh,
1: unfortunately I would I would like to put it uh, since it's it's the, the 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 steak is kind of browned and then the gravy is made with the steak in it. So it's it's mixed. Put it back on a, on a low heat and just warm it up until it's
0: it's warm enough to eat. Okay, I respect I like it. Your way better. I respect it. I respect it. Yeah, I'll g i will get to a couple more here in a minute, but look. What happened to us? Why are we why are we constantly backing down on the right? What what happened to us? Did we allow is it the Christianity thing? Did we allow them to pervert that into, into being pathetic and weak? Because that's not how I read it. I mean, did we allow that to happen? Oh, well, I'll just just push me around. I want to be nice. Well, I want to be, look. Just love. Just love. 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 These people will kill you. These people will kill you and everything you love. Oh, yeah, Chris. Chris is over here mocking me because he doesn't believe in the New Testament saying, "Turn the other cheek." I mean, look, I meant what I said when I brought this up earlier. The headline was, more than 200 released Guantanamo prisoners have returned to terrorism. What does it say about us as a country when we had 200 people in custody who've pledged they will spend every waking moment of their lives trying to murder us and we let them go? No sane nation in the history of mankind would have hesitated to execute every one of them. And like I said, probably publicly. I'm not some anti-life monster. That's just the basics of survival. That's understanding the way the world works. Are we sure we care about survival? Are you 100% sure we care about survival? Oh, there's one country out there that cares about survival. I'll tell you about them next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Oh man, it's, it's been an intense night. I almost feel a little bad. I feel a little bad because rarely rarely am I just fired up and mad. I've been fired up and mad all night. It, it hurts me. It hurts me to see us tumble. It hurts me to see what's happening. And because I love history so much, it it's obvious to me what's happening. We had about a hundred year stretch. And that's not that bad. And then they, no, it's not Rome, right? But I mean, who is Rome? That's not that bad in the history of the world. We had a hundred years when we were number one. That's longer than that's, that's a lot more than most people will ever even sniff in their lifetime. That's not going to last that much longer. Everyone knows it now to the steelest of shoguns, Supreme Supreme Sombrero himself. My daughter is a picky eater. We have struggled to get her interested in different kinds of meat, especially beef, but far be it for me to produce offspring that aren't willing to thrive on red meat. My wife and I decided enough was enough, and we tried your burger recipe tonight. I should also mention my daughter does not like spicy food at all. Well, I prepared the burgers exactly as you instructed, one patty at a time, Chris, (laughs) and was amazed at the results. Not only would that burger be more capable than Joe Biden of running this country, it was be, it was delicious beyond our wildest dreams. The icing on the cake was that our daughter plowed right through her burger with a smile on her face and was still asking for another one at bedtime. Beef Whisperer Kelly, your recipe saved the day. Loved your sh- love your show and you can use my name. He said his name is John. I know people think I'm a very humble person. And obviously that's correct. I probably am the most humble person alive. I know people think that. And therefore, when I tell people my cheeseburgers are the greatest burgers on the planet, they're like, whoa, this is so weird. Jesse's bragging. I don't know what to make of this. My cheeseburgers are the greatest cheeseburgers on the planet. I have walked you through how to make them a bunch on the show. Look, I'll do it again in another few months as a public service. I feel like I'm going to declare this as a charitable donation on my taxes this year every time I give you my burger recipe. It should be noted we are actually working on getting the recipe on the website with the specifics of how to do what you should do. So I'm going to finally get to a thing where you can get it. It's on I believe there's a video. In fact, I know there's a video of it. If you're, if you, if you want it now, there's a video of it on my Instagram page. My Instagram is at Jesse Kelly DC. It's the same as my Twitter. If you scroll down, it's just a bunch of food pictures and stupid stuff. But if you scroll down, you'll eventually see what looks to be a picture of me. It's a video. I did a video describing how to make the burger. So if you're anxious and you don't want to wait around, you can find me there in a ball cap and a shirt explaining to you how to make the burger. Plus, I mean, you get to look at me too while you listen. What, Chris? All right, I said there was a country out there. They don't seem interested in going backwards. They seem interested in being successful, protecting their people. Headline, Poland to build a fence... And double the troop numbers on the Belarus border. Portland and fellow EU states Lithuania and Latvia have reported sharp increases in migrants from countries such as Iraq and Afghanistan trying to cross their borders. The EU says Belarusian President Alexander Lukashenko is waging hybrid warfare with migrants to exert pressure on the bloc. Do you remember, do you remember back when ISIS was having its heyday, of course under Barack Obama, when ISIS was tearing through the Middle East and absolutely shredding Europe with these a- uh, terrible terrorist attacks, I mean, and the true details of most of those terrorist attacks never got out to you. I am—I don't think even think I'm grateful. I'm sad to admit I know enough people that they got to me, and you can find these articles if you dig hard enough out there. But like, remember the Bataclan theater in France? They tortured those people before they killed them, gouged out their eyes and stuff like that. I mean, the 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 truth behind those horrible attacks were absolutely horrible. And there was a funny—I'm sure there's one still out there. There's funny a funny internet picture out there. It shows a map of Europe. This is when ISIS was tearing through the place and all these terrorist attacks. And it had that thing where there were pins every every terrorist location. And then there was this big fat area where. There weren't any pins. Oh, what is this place? Where Where is this? Poland. You know what Poland said? Uh, actually, no, I'm not going to be taking any refugees. Well, why? That's really mean. Uh, I don't care what you say. I'm still not taking any refugees. But uh, this is a humanitarian. Yeah, I know. You should probably take as many as you want. I'm still not taking any refugees. You see, once you've been spit-roasted by Nazi Germany and the communist hordes, like they were during World War II, when you emerge from that filth and then you fight your way out of communism like Poland did, you have a unique appreciation for freedom and what it takes to preserve it. Maybe we need to get back to that kind of thinking here. Maybe it's time to get back to that kind of thinking here. Here's a stupid question. All the years we've engaged the Taliban in Afghanistan, the major complaint was that these subhuman dirtballs hid in caves so they couldn't be engaged by air power or land operations because, like the cockroaches they are, they hid from the eyes of the world to plan their miseries on humanity in the dark of night. Now the cockroaches are in plain sight and keeping a high profile, so wouldn't now be a good time to get, you know where he's going with this, wouldn't now be a good time to bomb them. You don't understand the situation on the ground, though. Well, not on the ground. You don't understand the situation in Washington, D.C. We're openly negotiating with these people as if they're a legitimate foreign government already. We already sent in the head of the CIA to sit down with them and discuss the August 31st deadline. We're not at war with the Taliban anymore. We're not trying to kill the Taliban anymore. Those days are gone. The days now... The days now we're just hoping we get all of our people out. And I'm not hopeful. Joaquin, you know the rules. Go.
1: Cassie. Cassie. Predators and prey, wolves and sheep. You know, sheep were vegetarians, and guess what's for dinner? It's the vegetarians, and the wolves are meat eating carnivores. Now we've exposed ourselves to the wolves to be sheep. And you know what? It's very symbolic because people who wear those black masks that are ergonomically designed, they make you look like freaking sheep. So we've, we've set ourselves up for this. And also, too, when you talk about the uh, freedom of uh, the... Uh, I'm sorry, free enterprise and capitalism, well, unfortunately, we have a reverse fascism going on here where all the power has been given to the multinational corporations and it's been taken away from
0: us. That's a fact. It's a good phone call. No, we don't have... Let's, let's clear something up here. We still have... One of the freer economies in the world. But don't mistake what we have right now in the United States of America for capitalism. We have cronyism here. We have corporate capitalism here. Where the federal government decided to align itself with the major corporations and aim their guns at the small businesses. That's what we have here. That's what they've done to us. That's what we've allowed them to do to us. And we do. We look weak and pathetic. We say... We sent our CIA director to sit down with the Taliban? We're asking, permit. you understand we're leaving soon. Military should be out in about 72 hours. We are, after meeting with the Taliban, asking the Taliban to treat our people nicely? That's where America is now? We're looking at these people and we're saying to them, what? Well, I mean, do you think... Do you think you could? Do you think you could let our people out if you don't mind? I mean, we're coordinating with them.
5: And that completion of the mission by August 31st depends on continued coordination with the Taliban, including continued access for evacuees to the airport.
0: Coordinating with the Taliban. Please let us through, Mr. Taliban. We'll be good boys and girls next time. Gosh. It's enough of that. Enough of what these people have done to the people in this country let's talk about what they've done to the dollar in this country did you did you see the news i haven't even talked about it tonight on the show because i was too mad about everything else did you see the news looks like the house of representatives is going to move forward and pass the 3.5 trillion dollar infrastructure bill have you seen the inflation numbers already We're now going to spend trillions even more we don't have. The value of your dollar is in deep, deep trouble. Call Oxford Gold Group today to make sure you have some gold, and I mean physical gold, not a piece of paper, not an email. Oxford Gold Group delivers physical gold to your doorstep. Make sure you always have value. Eight three three nine nine five 995 gold Eight three three nine nine five 995 gold Tell them Jesse told you to call They will take care of you Oxford Gold Group Miss something? There's a podcast Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found The Jesse Kelly Show It is The Jesse Kelly Show Final segment I mean What's the system do? What does the system really do? The system is broken. The system is rotted. The system is corrupt. So, when you're rotted and broken and corrupt, but you want to keep all your power,
5: you lie. I would say that this is now on track to be the largest airlift in U.S. history. So, and that is bringing American citizens out, it is bringing our Afghan partners out, it is bringing allies out. So, no, I would not say that is anything but a success.
0: The largest airlift in history. Now, am I the only one who reads history around here? I would have swore there was one in Berlin. It was kind of an East West Germany thing. Look, I don't know. I didn't go to those fancy schools. I went to community college. I wouldn't know anything about any of that. (laughs) All right. A couple more emails before we get to headlines I didn't get to. Your Oracle-ness. You were talking about how the Dems are trashing the military to ready them for unorthodox purposes. It occurred to me these leftist DAs and judges let out murderers with a signature are recruiting the BLM riot side of their operation. Okay, listen. That's true. There was a guy, I don't I'm not gonna post the video. It's an awful video. I don't want you to see it. Uh, there was a video about a year ago, a little over a year ago, it came out. It was one of these Antifa things. There was a guy sitting on the street. He had just been in a shoving match or something like that, sitting on the street with somebody. And one of the Antifa guys comes running up behind him and basically punts him in the head. It almost killed him, punts him in the side. It's it's gruesome to watch and listen to. It's horrible. It's easily attempted murder. Uh, by, any, by any stretch of the imagination, it's fel- felony attempted murder. Easily. Years and years in prison. DA just turned the guy loose after 12 months. Chris, I told you not to watch. I told you it's ugly. Don't watch. Please do not watch. I realize I'm, I'm basically forcing everyone to watch by saying don't watch. Don't watch it. You don't want to see it. You don't want to watch it. They just turned the guy loose. The communists are absolutely turning loose the animals for a purpose. What do you think that purpose is? They're going to continue... To have armed street thugs across the country because that's what communists do. It's what they've always done. Now, the good news is, that was a bunch of bad news. The good news is, this is still the United States of America. And all those communist street thugs, they're going to stick to the cities for safety purposes. You mentioned sundowners. I I was talking yesterday about Joe Biden, why he doesn't do things late in the evening. He doesn't do things really much in the afternoon. And and I have had several medical people tell me it's because of sundowning because he has dementia. And towards the end of the day, people with dementia just take a nosedive. They have to get their stuff done in the morning. I don't understand what that is. I'm not a medical guy, but I've I've, I've had medical people tell me this repeatedly. So that's what this guy's talking about. He said, you mentioned sundowners. My mom was in a nursing home and we would visit at night. It was like the zombie apocalypse. It's a rare honor to email someone more handsome than me. Love the show and the approach. Didn't say I can say his name, so I won't. But yeah, look, I get these emails all the time of people who've, who've run into this thing and look, dementia is nothing to laugh about. It's just a wretched, terrible, terrible thing. And I'll watch a loved one go through that to, to lose who they are and, and they oftentimes get nasty get really, really mean. And that it's just, it's it's tough. It's it's very, very tough. I feel worse, honestly, for the loved ones than the person going through it. It's really, really hard every time I've talked to one of the loved ones. So I'm not dismissing it, but I think he has it. I don't know, but I think he has it. J Steele K the third. Now I'm hearing that senior intelligence officials went to Kabul to meet directly with Afghanistan. Look, We don't have military leadership anymore. We don't have intelligence leadership anymore. We don't have political leadership anymore. We have servants of the system. I I keep hearing these things. This is what I keep hearing. This is frustrating me. I've talked to several military guys I know. And you know General Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs. He's the one who got up there and said, I want to understand white rage. And we all laughed at how pathetic he is. But I have these guys of mine saying, no, no, you don't understand. Uh, I served with Millie a while ago. He's a patriot. No, Millie's a patriot. Okay? Where is he? I do think it's important, actually, uh, for
1: those of us in uniform to be open-minded and be widely read. And the United States Military Academy is a university. uh, And it is important that we train and we understand uh, and I, I want to understand white rage, and I'm white,
3: and I want to understand it. So what is it that caused thousands of people to assault
0: this building and try to overturn the Constitution of the United States of America? What caused that? Okay, where's this patriot? I, I I hear that guy whining about white rage. No one even knows what that is. I hear that guy lying through his teeth about January 6th. Even the FBI came out and said, okay, there was no coordinated central coup attempt even the FBI came out and say it. So if I'm constantly being told that Millie's this patriot, why so quiet? Well, Jesse, his career, oh, give me, oh, give me a break. He's chairman of the Joint Chiefs. He's been in the military for 9,000 years. He's going to retire with a $200,000 a year pension and probably a professional driver the rest of his life. Get serious. Where is he? I'm, I'm always told about these patriots. Austin, Lloyd Austin. No, he's a patriot. Look at his resume. What a patriot he is. Um, the silence is deafening. Stop telling me that. This, this reminds me of the people. This reminds me of all the boobs out there who keep telling me, Jesse, it's just the leadership at the, at the FBI. There are good people all through the organization. Where are they? Where are they? I'm being told this constantly. Any of them going to make an appearance? Or are they all down at NASCAR investigating the garage pool string of Bubba Wallace? Or are they all down investigating the hate crime of Juicy Smollett, who was, ass- who was assaulted by two Trump supporters at 2 a.m. in downtown Chicago, wearing MAGA hats, of course. Stop telling me where all these patriots are. Somebody show me. Otherwise, I have no choice but to assume you're all just servants of the system. And now, like I said at the beginning of the show, like I said all night, now the world knows. We shall see where we go from here. And tomorrow, I give you my word, I'll be in a better mood. That's all.